재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3. In this week's Planet Korea, we are taking a closer look at the hanbok. It is the quintessential Korean traditional garment, but it's being reimagined in different contexts. And in this segment, we're going to look at specifically multicultural reimaginings of the hanbok. We're going to start by talking to a multicultural artist. Her name is Helena Parada Kim. She is a Spanish-Korean artist who has spent most of her life in Germany, and the Korean hanbok has become her platform for exploring her own cultural identity. Helena Parada, Kim, welcome to the studio. Thank you very much. It's lovely to have you, and I want to hear a little bit more about your uh, exhibition. I'm looking at some online photos. The uh, paintings look very colorful, very realistic. Tell me about what they depict. Well, um, first of all, they depict Korean, mostly Korean motifs, uh, especially the hanbok, the traditional Korean clothes. Mm. And uh, you see figures standing alone, or figures without hats, with almost without body, mm. and you only see very realistically painted hanboks, and they have a kind of mysterious mood. I would say the hanboks are kind of the star of the the painting. In yeah, a way. they are. Um, yeah. The the figures are more or less in isolation, almost in a studio condition, uh, not against a backdrop of normal activity. So it's very much shows the hanbok. Why paint hanboks? I mean, I have a Korean mother, and it was always kind of a very ambiguous relationship I have had to my Korean identity, because as a child, I have had the complex. I wanted to be German, but, well, I looked different than the others looked. And Helena, you know, may I just interrupt you? You know what? This yeah. is echoing for me very, very strongly. The exact thing that um, a German-Korean named Daniel, Daniel Tendler, said when he was on the program, the two of us went to an exhibit about uh, Korean women who went to Germany to serve as nurses. Yeah. Was your mother one of them? Yes, she was one of them, of course, yeah. She was one of the first. It was in 1965. Oh. Yeah, and she came as a, with, in the age, at the age of 20, so she oh. was really very young. But she came with her sister. That was also a special case because there weren't so much who came with other sisters or brothers. Mm -hmm. uh, so she was kind of lucky that she could come with her sister because uh, my grandfather, she didn't want to let her go alone at that age. So there's a nice uh, something he said at that time that when there's a, uh, something Koreans say, when two sisters go together, not even a tiger can hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. And as was the case with our friend Daniel, um, and he's found his own way to connect with Korean culture, mainly through architecture. Your way is through painting and through focusing on the hanbok. Yeah. What does the hanbok mean to you personally? Yeah, the hanbok is something very erratic, I would say, um, because I don't pay hanboks, uh, which I buy on the market. Uh, they are 
Korean nurses who are living in Germany, they borrow me their handbooks. They're, mm. they're very, very personally connected to these people. So I would say the handbook I paint is always a kind of portrait representing the person who owns this handbook. Who's wearing them in your in your portraits? Uh, they, these are the persons. They own the handbooks. For, uh, for example, the painting you see now on, on the screen is my, my aunt, who's also ah, so living in Germany. Members. Yeah, family members, but also other nurses living in Germany who mm. also have brought their handbook from Korea. And uh, so... These are not handbooks I I bought here mm. in Korea. They also have a kind of personal connection. A, yes, yeah. personal history. We are going to uh, send out some of your images, and we'll link to the gallery uh, URL so that people can see your images. They're almost photorealistic. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I'm a realistic painter, so um, I think that's my the best approach for me to, in a way, to be the most precise and to catch the reality of the textures and the patterns. Um, that's something that makes a lot of fun. Why, what particular satisfaction does it bring to you personally to create a family member in a hanbok in such a vivid portrait? I mean, what's the payoff for you personally as an artist and as a person? Well, um, I mean, I started to paint portraits, and I think when you paint a portrait, it's always uh, about having the presence of the person who will not be there anymore. Mm. So it's always this kind of vanitas moment also, uh, kind of memento mori. It has also always a little bit something morbid, maybe. So well, you're you depicting uh, yeah. in one of your uh, paintings that I'm scrolling by right now, it seems to be titled The Dead Man. Yeah. And it is of a dead man in a hanbok. It's not really a dead man. It's more, um, it's a reminiscence on a painting of Mo uh, Manet, Manet mm. the dead uh, Toreador. Uh, it's a very famous painting from the 19th century, almost iconic. And you see a torero uh, lying on the floor with closed eyes, uh, but he doesn't look like a dead man. It's mm. not really morbid. So... I, it, this painting refers to this uh, Mani painting, and you see my brother lying on the uh, on the floor wearing a handbook of a family member who An passed homage. away. It's mm. homage, yeah. And you said you were Spanish Korean. I'm Spanish Korean, yeah. So there's the Spanish sort of you're evoking the. Sp I yes. take it your mother, a Korean woman in her twenties, came to Germany. Did she marry a Spanish man? Yes, she did. And there you go. <laughs> so you are at least three cultures now. Yes. I mean, it's always an approach. I think I'm very German because I lived my, all my life in Germany, uh, unfortunately, because I never lived in Spain uh, nor in, in Korea. But uh, yeah, it's a kind of, uh, I mean, my, all my artist's life have, has been an approach to these heritages I'm wearing. What's your personal kind of philosophy of the hanbok? I mean, the hanbok is an archetypal sort of cultural identity garment, but it, it goes through evolutions and it goes through modernizations. Do you have a very classical and straight-laced idea of the hanbok? No, I'm, I mean, I'm not so much interested in the fashion or history of the hanbok, but about what it means. It's more a kind of nostalgic or a sentimental feeling I have for the hanbok because the hanbok represents my Korean heritage. It represents a uh, kind of identity. I mean, these women who came to Germany, they 
brought their hanboks as a kind of relict of their earlier life in Korea. So I have seen mm. my mother in several moments wearing the, her hanbok. I also owned a hanbok as a child, so it's very nostalgic. I'm not so much into this uh, hanbok as a fashion Yeah, as thing. a fashion sort of vector. But yeah, uh, yeah you don't see hanbok too often anymore. I just walked through uh, an exhibit uh, called The Arrival of New Women here in, in Seoul. Oh, yeah, me too. Did you go to yes. that? And it's, um, it shows all of these depictions of women from back in the day, and that's what they wore. It was hanbok, hanbok all the time. Yeah. So it's inherently uh, kind of nostalgic. So hanbok purely as a, almost like a Proustian kind of uh, remembrance of things past kind yes. of device. Yes, I would say so, yeah. Because, I mean, when... For example, the, the these nurses living in Germany. I was much into this um, uh, into this history of the nurses, uh, Korean nurses living in Germany, and I wanted to create a portrait of them. So the question in the beginning was how to paint them, in with what kind of setting, uh, what can tell their history in a nice way. So this was a way to tell about their story, to paint them in the handbook, uh, which represents their history, their heritage, their mm. roots, because these women never became German. They, I mean, my mother, she's living there for over 50 years now in Germany, but she's so much Korean. She, still? Yeah, still. She's absolutely not German. So she's stray, She's a kind of stranger in, her, in Germany, but she's uh, in Korea as well, because it has changed so much that it's not her home country anymore. Huh. Yeah. Did uh, she and others, did they sit for your painting or did you paint from photos or how did you do it? Yeah, I, I have several sessions and I'm making a lot of photographs and I use these photographs for the paintings, yes. But it's more a kind of construction from a lot of photographs. I got a lot of information from the photographs. The handbook as sort of safe cultural space for your mother and for some of the others yeah, that went maybe. over. Yeah. Why do you think she didn't acculturate? more is it germany's fault or is it uh choices that she made or i think koreans are very it's very hard to give up kind of identity mm. for them their own identity i mean these nurses they came in groups and they felt so after a while they really felt a lot of homesickness and they missed the korean food and mm -mm. it was such a, an, an incredible cultural shock i think they experienced so they stayed uh, just stayed together and i think maybe that's the reason why they couldn't ad adapt to the german environment does she still put on her handbook from time to time over yes, there yes she does yeah, she's singing in a choir and she's engaged in the uh, church. And yeah, there are several opportunities she can wear it. Kind of a quick trip home by putting on the uh, hanbok. Is there a name for the uh, exhibition? Is there like a theme or is oh, it uh, no. just... It's only my name. Just Helena Parada Kim, uh, mainly featuring hanboks, but featuring some other beautiful and almost photographic uh, portraits this is at the Che and Lager Gallery in Seoul, kind of in the Samcheongdong area, and it goes through March 28th. Do I have that right? Yes, yes, exactly. I urge people to check it out, or at the very least, check out our social media, because we've got some gorgeous uh, images that we can send out. And we'll link you up to the gallery on our social media pages as well. Elena Parada Kim, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you.
So let's turn now from the hanbok as nostalgia to the hanbok as experimentation and turn from painting to photography. We're joined in the studio by Seoul-based photographer and professor Michael Hurt. Hello. Hello. And a French-Caribbean model, a native of Paris, France, by the name of Maeva Desroches. Welcome. Yes, hello. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> Michael, I'm interested in this project of yours you've been doing lately. You've been uh, photographing Ms. Desroches, Mademoiselle Desroches. Yes, in and other folks. You to, and other folks in beautiful hanbok. Uh, the visual is a little bit different than, than usual, uh, as Maeva is uh, African, clearly African features, and other African uh, people in hanboks. Yes. Why? You know, my chosen sub trade is a uh, visual sociology that's what i you know purport to do and uh as opposed to just analyzing things that are you know cultural texts that already exist one of the things i wanted to try to do is you know as a photographer link that with my research or something scholarly and make my own cultural text but kind of change up some of the you know the variables so and, you uh, read visuals and i've read a lot of your writing you you decode what you're seeing. So in, in essence, you're kind of deconstructing the humble. Right. So I'm like decoding, but I'm also recoding. Okay. Um, because instead of just analyzing, you know, for example, other artists work, I take, you know, a model. I was, uh, you know, associated with some handbook designers and, uh, I was able to do things that normally don't go, put things that normally don't go together together. Like the, uh, image of tradition. It's very gendered. But it's also, you know, very light skin, round face, the Chung Hyun Hyang um, myth yeah. or the story. So there's a look that goes together with the Hanbok. So I was thinking, you know, kind of accidentally after looking at a Hanbok designer who I know um, who had worked with the model Han Hyun Min. A Nigerian model who is a native yeah. of Korea. His yeah. native language is Korean. And, uh, you know, looking around, seeing that, you know, Models with dark skin tones actually can, you know, obviously look different, but can look in a way better Yeah. with, you know, you have like a dark red tone. I was struck later when I was, I had taken a picture of a couple models who were of African descent. Um, after being told about the work of the graffiti artist, Royal Dog, the painter, um, Royal Dog, for those who aren't familiar, he's an Instagram. He's on Instagram. That's his kind of main platform in a way. But he's done murals in Korea that feature uh, African featured women. Maeva, you were the model for one of his oh, paintings. Yes. And uh, in traditional Korean hanboks. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, let's just cut quickly to the, ch the visual of it. Yeah. Um, it's a, these various photos that you take and murals that Royal Dog does. Are extremely attractive. They look great, Michael. Why? What is it about uh, African features that seem to look great in a humble? Is it just purely the interplay of skin tone and uh, and fabric color, or what is? I mean, it? that's that's part of it, and I think it's also obviously the model. It's you know the specifics of the moment of creation itself. But do you remember the the film Rush Hour? The scene where he goes into his uh, cousin's, you know. You know, underground, it's illegal like a, place. It's a casino, and he's wearing... Is it a casino or a massage parlor? And he's wearing, like, Asian silks and things like that. Well, his underworld... Um, Chris Tucker's underworld cousin, where he goes to find Jackie Chan and whatever, wears this dark red bespoke suit. 
Okay. And uh, it always struck me how good that suit looked on him. And I, you know, I remember thinking in that moment, only that guy could wear that suit. Mm. And uh, so actually I thought back to that scene when I saw, you know, I put the Sarah, the first African uh, descent model in the Hanbok. And I thought, wow, that particular dark red Hanbok looks really good on her specifically in a way that a person with, you know, a creamy kind of skin tone, a white skin tone, Korean skin tone couldn't, you know, by necessity do. So there's the visual aspect, but I want to uh, turn to Maeva just a, a moment, just to kind of get your impression. I mean, you can't, this is your first Asian country that you visited, Korea, oh, yes. right? Which mm. is really interesting to me mm. uh, that, you know, you would choose as a, as a French, as a Parisian native. When I go to Asia to explore Asian style, you choose Korea. Yes. Back in the day, maybe somebody would have chosen Japan or yes. China or even Hong Kong, that kind mm. of thing. Why did you come to Korea? Just help me understand more. Because I always wanted to learn about Korean culture and experience about Korean life and everything about this country because it's a really beautiful country. What does a hanbok specifically mean to you when you think of a hanbok? Is um, to me, it's, it's like... Um, like royal, royal mm. traditional style. Royal traditional style. So the hanbok comes, it's not just a garment. It comes with a bunch of assumptions to it. And you are trying to shake up some of those assumptions by putting non-traditional hanbok wearers in a hanbok, right? Yeah. I think one of the things that's happening naturally is, you know, the hanbok is something associated strongly with tradition, with a capital T in Korea. And I think there are lots of Korean folks... Korean young designers who are trying to bring back or to put Koreans back into hanbok in a time where nobody has a reason to wear one other than certain specific times of year or holidays, things like that, ceremonial mm -hmm. events. So there's, you know, I do street fashion, so there's this kind of trend of modern, everyday hanbok being worn as, you know, kind of dresses. Um, and it kind of fits the mode of very feminine kinds of, you know, Koreans are the kind of folks who still wear dresses and heels and, you know, wear makeup and do their hair, mm. which you don't do as much. You don't see as much in the States in every day. You know, you go to the shopping mall, you don't see that as much. But so the hanbok still kind of fits, especially in the, you know, when it relates to women's bodies here in Korea. And people are trying to bring that, the hanbok back, but in a more updated way. Uh -huh. And uh, I think... And there are these redesigns of the hanbok to yeah. kind of make it uh, more of a daily fashion mm -hmm. item. Yeah. But what you're picturing Maeva in are the very, you know, traditional kind of things. When you wear a hanbok, Maeva, do you feel like you are kind of putting a new spin on the tradition? How do you feel when you pose for these murals and for these photographs? Uh, or do you feel like you're taking on Koreanness, or are you... Oh, no. I feel like I'm sharing the... Korean way, you know, on black people or foreigners. Mm. So you're kind of importing Koreanness and transmitting it to yes. new audiences. Yes. Kind of proliferating mm. Koreanness in a way. And I think that's the important thing because there's a conversation going on in Korea about changing the notion of what it means to be Korean to make a more inclusive definition um, because Korea is in the middle of this. You know, the key word would be multiculturalism. Tamunwa. Right, mm -mm. which has a slightly, well, very different meaning uh, in Korea than it might in the States. And, uh, you know, part of that is to 
changed the definition of who is considered Korean. Sure. And the most fundamentally Korean thing that you know most folks associated with tradition and Koreanness with the capital T and K is the hanbok. Yeah. So if you have people of different races, hues, you know, looks, you know, not only is it you know different skin tones, but you know, um, bringing a different kind of attitude, poses to you know being in a hanbok that. Also changes things up, I think. Sure. Mm. Have you had any chance to get any reactions, feedback? Are Koreans cool with this? Kind of putting other uh, faces and bodies in hanboks. Well, I feel like that's kind of the the, the direction the the new update to the firmware of Korean identity is these days. It's very much about multiculturalism. It's about inclusiveness. It's about putting. Korean culture out there into the market, and you know, if you look at K-pop. You have that kind of thing. Pe- I think Koreans are very happy that you know Korean things are being consumed outside of Korea. So. I mean, on an official level, Korea yeah. is actively hoping people will dress in hanboks and embrace things Korean. Maeva, what kind of reactions and feedback are you getting back home in France in terms of the way you have uh, taken on these these sort of Asian garments and appeared in these Asian sort of milieus? Oh, my family, they really love it and they are so proud. They are so shocked because I sent them the picture and I had some small card. So I sent I sent these cards to friends. Yes. And they were really, really happy. They are supporting me with that. Yeah. Your friends too? People like your age? Because you're quite young. Oh, yes. People are... Like my age, they support me too. They are, they are really happy because they think that for my age, um, that I'm in, my, in Korea, um, that I'm really young to be in Korea for yes. that age. Yeah. And they think that it's really good that, that I should, how to say... Oh. You should, I think it's very adventurous of you. You're, uh, you know, yes. you're in your early 20s. You've uh, relocated at least temporarily a couple of times mm. to Korea. And Far more adventurous than I was in my. I tell you, it took I me. I wasn't doing anything. I just. Interesting. I worked and worked and worked <laughs> in the yeah. United States in my early 20s. So I think it's uh, fantastic that you're over here doing this. We will link to some of your pictures, Mike, on our website, if that's oh, cool with you. That's great. Uh, and maybe we can also link to Royal Dog since we talked uh, mm-hmm. about him. We'll link to his Instagram. And I hope you guys keep putting out more stunning photographs. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us.